Hello, welcome to the Blizzard Watch podcast. I'm Matt Rossi. I'm the host here on this show where we grow and glow. Yes, that's a callback to something else because we've been recording podcasts all day and I'm kind of jumping in the head. Anyway, up with me are my two magnificent co-hosts, Liz Harper and Joe Perez. Say hi, Liz. Hello. And Joe, you don't have to say hi if you don't want to, whatever. It's been 84 years. Uh, Hello. So yeah, um, this is kind of a special deal. We're recording on Saturday because Joe is unfortunately being forced to travel this week and we wanted to make sure you guys still got a show. Um, as a result of that, not a lot has happened <laughs> since the last one we recorded this week. Uh, I, I, By the time you hear this, Talk Like a Pirate Day will have come and gone. And so talking talking a lot of, about that a lot feels dumb. It's, it's actually happening while we're recording, but that doesn't do you any good. So yeah, we're just going to probably jump into some questions because we got a fair amount, uh, thanks to the generosity of our various followers on the, that their Patreon and our Discord channel and through Twitter and all that good stuff. Uh, Liz made sure to ask for some more. There's even a few in the queue that Liz grabbed for us. So I'm going to tell Liz, go ahead and read something. Just pick anything. Can I just like grab a yeah. book and start reading? If you'd like to. <laughs> and we could do that Wheel of Time thing you keep talking about. <laughs> oh, gosh. Rand- uh, Randall yeah. Thor stared into her eyes. I love you. Marry me. But we just met five minutes ago. I sold you a fish. I know. That fish is my heart. Uh, yeah, now we would be talking hours and hours and hours. Okay, let's go on topic with the question about actual Blizzard Entertainment games. Frozen Water Foes, should hunters be able to tame dragons, druids, ghost wolf shaman, everything? And yes. that is from <laughs> Tharaval. No, it's not. Tharaval's the next guy. Oh, we don't have a name on this I one. I see a name on that one. Okay. Okay. See, we've already messed it up. It, it's my uh. wife, guys. My wife did this one. <laughs> <laughs> it was part of the uh, it was part of last week. The question that we answered, she did this one too. It just didn't the name didn't come along. Uh, so, so, so that just means that just means you have to say yes. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yes. <laughs> yes, they should be able to do that. And the funny thing is we were literally just talking about this on the aforementioned podcast we just recorded beforehand. So if you haven't listened to Lorewatch, you should go ahead and do so. Um, there is actually instances of NPC hunters taming druids. And that w- and, and the funny thing is, is that is a, and I remember this, from back in ye olden days of beta World of Warcraft, that was something that was a, a player joke and question. Because there were certain abilities that hunters had, I, th- I forgot what it was, um, that could, in theory at the time, affect a druid in feral form. Because uh, before the actual release of the game, druids, when they were in their feral form, stopped being humans and started being beasts. It was hilarious for the short time that it actually occurred. Um but honestly, I think they, they've been doing a really good job of ever widening what hunters can actually tame. Um, but I would also be cool with them going and going back to some of that sort of like tongue in cheek stuff uh, with nod the nod to the original like foibles, I guess, of the game where maybe you can scare beast and as an interrupt, but only on something that is in a beast form like a ghost wolf or a druid or something like that. Um, I think they should be able to tame dragons because dragons are cool, but not ones that have brains. The, the ones that are feral, the, the, the feral dragons, only those. Yeah, I mean, I just want I'm I'm a hunter alt. 
I always want to catch more pets. Give me more pets. I like more pets. I'm just going to say this. One of the things I find hilarious about hunters, though, and this is something I've talked about with like lots of people, including my wife, who has played a hunter since beta, is essentially in order to get a pet as a hunter, you you like put down a trap, then you shoot that animal, so it's like, ow, my shoulder, and then comes running over to bite you, hits the trap, and then you love it until it's like okay that you shot it. Mm-hmm. Or, or even just in general. It, it's just one, something that just amuses me like unto death. I, I, I find this, the idea of so many things in World of Warcraft involves like, I hate you, I hate you, I hate you. I guess you're not that bad. <laughs> just the idea of taming things and, and the fact that they have the special books to tame like dinosaurs or undead things or robots. I don't even understand how taming a robot works. You beat there, it until it a, likes you. You just went over this. It's okay. It's okay. I know that I, I hit you in a freezing trap, but you're a good robot. I am a good robot. Yeah, that's it. Now you'll be my squirrel companion. I'll be your squirrel companion. Like, I just, I don't know. But yeah, I, I do think that hunters should be able to tame more stuff. Um, but they have over the years put a lot of stuff out there for hunters to tame. If you tamed, like, I don't think anybody can tame one of every family. I think you would run out of space, even with the new bigger space that they have. I think you would run out of space if you tried to do that. So yeah, that's me, uh, Liz. Why not? I mean, that's my only thing. Um, the only I, problem is if you tamed like a giant dragon, wouldn't as a pet, it would become like a tiny dragon. So you wouldn't have that great visual effect. Like if you went in and tamed Anixia, then all of a sudden you have like a tiny Anixia that's like the size of a wolf or something. Do you guys remember when there was a Worgen mob in Wrath that you could tame accidentally? Mm-hmm. Like you could tame it, be, like it started off as a wolf, but it would transform back into a worgen. But if you waited long enough and got it just in the middle of its transformation, you could tame it and have a worgen following you around attacking things. When you mentioned Anixia, I imagine that you tame Anixia, and then instead of shrinking, she just turns into Lady Prester and follows you around. It's like, you know, go get her, Lady Prester. And Lady Prester runs out and starts punching the, the things you're <laughs> fighting. And it's like Gruel is like, what what is happening? <laughs> Why is there a little woman hitting me in the leg? I don't understand. Yeah, dragons start to get kind of weird if you're, yeah. I honestly, though, I, I wonder if they could ever put a thing in where, like, hunters got, like, you mentioned an interrupt. If they could, like, they couldn't tame a druid or a shaman and have the druid or shaman do things for them, like become a hunter pet, but they could use the similar ability to just freeze them in place, like a crowd control. Yeah. Something like and that. it could work on, it could work in PVP and it could also work on NPC ones in PVE situations. You could just, you know, if they, if they turn into an animal or whatever, you can do that and then they're stuck. So that might be cool. I, I don't think it would be cool if, to have a player get tamed because no. that, do you lose your character or do you just have to follow that person around and do what they say? I mean, it just, eh, I, m- priest mind control was already kind of OP. If you guys remember mind control was used back in vanilla. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'm not, not too down on hunters being able to do the same thing to, to druids and, and shaman. Well, maybe shaman because that would be funny. <laughs> Uh, also, I would like to point out that another thing that they did um, that I thought was actually kind of cool um, way back in. And this is a, a callback that I just remembered is in, again, beta of, of Vanilla WoW players could tame griffins. You they took that away very, very quickly uh, because there was a particular point where you could literally just completely depopulate uh, griffin spawns for questing in an area. But 
then they went back and I think it was Legion when they did Feather Main Taming. They added them in as part of the Feather Main, like how to how to tame stuff. So you can do owl steeds, larions, hippogriffs, and uh, owl cats and wolfhawks and classic griffins. And I thought it was really, really nice because it was bringing it back to sort of like, hey, here's sort of this this thing that you used to be able to do. And, you know, we took it away from you and we never gave it back for whatever reason. So because my wild hunter or my 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 <laughs> wow, I cannot talk today. Um, my clan of uh, my, my dwarf clan wild rider hunter um, would have absolutely loved to have had a griffin pet. That's neither here nor there. But just figured I'd, I'd yeah, add that. There's in. actually quite a, f- a few cool hippogriffs as well that people can tame when you're talking about that kind of tame as well. Um, I, I, I do think that it's cool that they brought them back. All right. But I, I guess, Joe, you're up. Cool. Uh, this one does come from Theraval. Uh, with Mage Tower appearances coming, are you looking forward to any of your recolors? Do you still use any of your artifact transmogs? Uh, I wanted to actually... This one's good to get to because, as Liz pointed out, she posted that we could talk more about the Mage Tower since it is, we, it's been confirmed that it is coming back. Um, Liz, do uh, you want to talk about like what we're getting? Uh, sure, yeah. In patch 915, we are getting Legion time walking, and that's not just dungeons, but they're also bringing back the Mage Tower. Now, if you didn't plan Legion, the Mage Tower was this single player challenge scenario. Where you and there was one each spec had its own kind of thing. Like if you're a healing spec, you'd go in and you would have to heal these complete idiots who went out and totally wanted to die, like the worst party ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, they were so they were really pretty challenging. And you would do them completely by yourself. And uh, if you completed them, you would get a unique artifact appearance. Uh, and I, frankly, I never completed mine. I could not finish the healing challenge. I was playing a Mistweaver at the time, and I just could not do it. Uh, so they aren't bringing it back They with the uh, artifact appearance. No artifact appearances. Those are done, gone, but they are going to reward you with um, uh, some special armor transmogs that are recolors of the Tomb of Sargeras sets, right? Yeah, it's the uh, if you guys did Tumus Argaris, or if you PvP'd in Legion, there was a Mythic Tier 20 set that had a unique appearance that was shared by the Elite PvP Gladiator set. Um, and this one will look like that, but a different color. Like, for instance, the Warrior one is that set. Uh, the Onslaught, but with really, really overdone shoulders and a giant faceplate full of holes. Uh, but with it in a different, much better color scheme, quite frankly. Uh, I didn't like the the actual Mythic tier of, Sar- of Tumas Argaris tier 20 look. Color wasn't very great for Warriors. The color scheme they're bringing in is much better. But I still don't like that set, so I'm not going to get it. But regardless, uh, they're, they're still, like, they're, they're adding in a lot of new stuff. And there's a, also, there's an achievement you can get for doing, there's seven challenges in total. And each of the challenges, like, one is the healing one, one is the tanking one, and then there's a bunch of DPS ones, and they break up the DPS ones into like this one's more for ranged DPS, this one's more for melee DPS, this one's more for these specific classes because they're they're weird. In total, though, there are seven, and if you do all seven, and you can't do all seven on one character, the most you could ever do on one character would be four if you were playing a druid, because druids get four specs, and therefore they get four challenges they can do. Um, a demon hunter can only do two of them. 
because they only get tanking or DPS and that's it. Uh, so the best option, if you want to get this achievement, which you do want to get this achievement if possible, because that's where the, the new spell tome mount comes from. It's from completing the achievement. And that's pretty cool. Uh, have you guys seen the spell tome yet? I have not. A book, isn't it? Yeah, it's a book. The thing is, is we're not entirely sure what it's going to look like because they never, they never showed us the model of it. So we don't know if you're going to ride the book, like, like a saddle on the back of a book. We don't know <laughs> if you're going to stand on the book. Like it's a giant flying carpet. We have no idea. Um, but I'm interested. This is the one that I wanted when they were doing, this is one of four that they had the Legion. Like when we were going into um, Shadowlands, there was a contest where people voted on what mount they wanted to get. And one of them was the jelly cat. One of them was um, a giant tree. One of them was, yeah, one of them was a spell, the spell tome. And the fourth I have completely forgotten. (laughs) Uh, But this, this one is one of the ones we could have gotten from that. We didn't get it from that. So the way, the way it will be brought into the game is this achievement, getting all seven of these done in the two week period of the initial Legion time walking is going to be hard. We don't know how hard, because we don't know, you don't have an, th- these fights have to be rebalanced because you don't have an artifact anymore. And that means that, you know, you, you don't have the artifact ability that they, you were often required to use to survive. Yeah. Um, so they have to rebalance the fights. So they don't have like a, Oh God, a big wave of fire. I have to use my artifact ability or I'm going to explode um, sort of thing. But you know, be, hmm? go ahead. It's going to be interesting because we have different skills than we did then. And, some of these encounters were very tightly tuned. Like, you know, you would have guides that would be like, cast this at this time, cast this at this time. Like you needed interrupts. You needed all of these different specific skills to finish these challenges. And what if you get a class that doesn't have quite the same skill set as it did last time? Uh, Yeah, these, Yeah, these really stretched what you could do. It's definitely going to be interesting. I, I don't know how many people are going to be able to do that challenge. It seems like, you know, for one thing, you have to have at least three characters, uh, mm-hmm. probably. I mean, unless you've got a druid, then you probably just pick up the other two on another character. So we, but we don't really have ahead. any information on this, right? Like, we don't have, know how it's going to work quite yet. Nope. Just so, that they're rebalancing them. We don't know how. Yeah. I, I find that fascinating that they're rebalancing instead of, like, doing time walking where the artifacts are activated at a specific point. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I, I'm guessing I'm curious what the decision was to rebalance versus something like that. Cause well, one thing, one thing is this does not require you to have an artifact weapon. So if sure. you have players now who didn't play during Legion, didn't get their artifacts, then that's not a, that doesn't block them. Necessarily. Yeah. They don't, they don't have to right, go back and do Legion just to get an artifact. I think you're missing what I, what I was saying though. Like it doesn't necessarily have to be somebody who went back and did that though. I'm actually curious, like why, like what, if they could have just done it where like you queue for it and your spec gets the appropriate artifact at whatever level. Do you know what I, I mean? I feel like it might be easier, you know, if, if you, if you know what your character can do now, but you didn't play in Legion to, to get that artifact, you're basically asking them, okay, now re now learn how to use this artifact during this fight, which is already pretty complicated. I, I get what you're saying. But I feel like that's the kind of thing what would be better for people like us who played then and who know the, the artifact. Like, I, I have muscle memory that will probably tell me how to use that shield again. Sure. But I, for somebody who's never done it, you know, I feel like that's... Also, if you remember playing uh, the Kael'thas fight back in Burning Crusade, having gimmick weapons that just show up and you have to use them just to survive a fight doesn't feel great. I always hated that. 
I always had hated having to get that shield. Always hated having to use that shield. It just, yeah, I, I didn't enjoy it. So I'm thinking, I think it's probably a better move to rebalance it. Quite frankly, well, and, which I mean, is totally fair. I, I was just kind of throwing it out there as kind of like a, I'm surprised, or I maybe maybe it was suggested. I'm, I was just kind of curious. Mostly, and this is maybe just being selfish. I actually really liked the idea of artifacts, and yeah, maybe it's because I played through it that we I'd be fine. But I'm also kind of a little sad that a lot of players didn't get to experience it in yeah. like the current way because I thought they were I thought it was the artifacts were one of the coolest things I think that that they had done in an expansion as far as like an expansion wide system. Um, I actually really liked it. I liked the idea of uncovering the lore from it. I liked the idea of having one central weapon because you didn't need to go and farm it from various bosses that might only potentially drop it if it's the end of the raid. Um, like you just had it and you powered it up and you kind of went and it felt like you were building something and it was just kind of cool. Uh, and maybe I just kind of missed that system uh, because it was the one time that all these momentary systems of, of gathering and building power, I think it felt the best. So I, I don't know. Yeah, there were some problems with it, like the sure. whole artifact power thing. But yeah, in general, it feels like every version of it they tried to introduce since has been diminishing in terms of its actual yeah. like, you know, effect. Like they keep not I almost wish they just bring back artifacts. Like let them power let us power them up again. Let us oh, it's a new threat. Let's use our artifacts again or something. I don't know. But regardless, I get you. I, I do think though, to answer the actual question that Theraval asked, um, because I'm real good at derailing things. Uh, I am not looking forward to any of the recolors uh, because like I said, I think the warrior recolor is better than it was the original set, but the original set is so bad that I still don't want it. And for my death Knight, maybe like I might try and do some stuff on my death Knight, but I'm not particularly interested in any of the other recolors because my shaman, no, um, yeah, basically none of the none of the classes that I play have a recolor that I'm super excited about. But you guys are here, so I am equally unexcited. I'm I mean, I'm going to do I'm going to do the challenges because I think it's, you know, interesting and fun, but the paladin set is kind of generic. It's like gold and white and glowy and there's blue and it's like okay i think i have this armor set already or well, i think the I shoulders think yeah the paladin has good shoulders like with the books on them yeah, i think those are cool yeah but their shoulders are very much like that from siege of orgrimmar that i have yeah i can see that so i'm like this is not unique or interesting like okay it's a thing i'll get it because i i get things but joe there's not anything that's really speaking to me that I like, I have to have this recolor there. I'm glad that they're adding them back in, or they're adding them in. I'm thinking it'll be a cool thing for people to get. Um, it's not going to be a driving factor. As for, you know, do I use any of the artifact variant transmogs? I use one. Uh, well, that's not fair. On my, on my paladins, I tend to use Ashbringer because why not? I got Ashbringer. Mm -hmm. um, but on my warriors, there's a specific transmog that I use from the artifact appearances, but it's not from the mage tower because quite frankly, that sword was hideous and I didn't want it. And plus I didn't know we were going to get to transmog to them. Uh, so I wasn't really all that excited about it, but there's a transmog that I wanted to get very much. And I did get that required you to run a whole bunch of stuff. I think it was called balance of power. Yeah. yeah. And I, I, I went and got the balance of power look cause it was amazing and it was hard, but it wasn't hard in a way where I felt like, okay, if I don't get this done, then they're going to take it out and it's stressful. I don't like feeling stressed. Like if there's something in the game that's like this, 
but I, I won't be able to, if I don't do it now, I'll never be able to do it. Then it's too stressful for me and I don't want to do it. Uh, whereas the new mage tower, I'll have a time limit, but if I don't complete it this time, I'll just come back the next time it comes up. And I think that's a better system. Whereas going so you can't complete this, you know, and t- once Legion's done, you can't complete it because we're taking the artifacts out and you're not going to be able to do it. Okay, I get why you don't want to change that. I get that that's what you told people when you did it and they they worked hard and got it. So I'm not upset about it, but I'm not interested in that. So for me, the Balance of Power Artifact Appearance was the one I wanted. It's the one I got. It's the one I still use. And I, I think it's great. I love that appearance, but that's it for me. Yeah. I'm going to say the Paladin Hidden Artifact Appearance, which is like a Reinhardt hammer. I use that all the time. It's great. It's There is nothing more satisfying than being a holy paladin with a giant hammer that you just hit things with. It's great. And I do still use my um, my, my Scepter of Tides uh, one as well uh, re- regularly. I'm not currently because I'm not using uh, two individual items i'm using a two-hander but when i'm not using a two-hander and i'm using a sing uh, not a one-hander and a shield yeah I, I generally do you know you can mog the one-hander and a shield over your two-hander right really yep well yeah. that just changes things all right well then yes <laughs> i'll be using it all the time yeah okay. like, so you can do it the other way too use, like yeah, yeah you can do the, the paladin one yeah go ahead listen i'm sorry yeah, I'll I'll use my paladin tra- my paladin transmog, which is a two hander, you know, over my sword and shield because I don't like the way my shield transmog matches. Like if I don't have a shield that I really like, I'm like, okay, time to break out the hammer. And today I learned a thing. Oh uh, yeah, you're now more educated in your transmog. But yeah, that that should answer your question, Tharval. And of course, we also got to do a sidetrack and actually talk about a news thing. So <laughs> thank you for that as well. All right, Liz, I think you're up. Okay, this question comes from a very tired moon, and I think we all know the feeling of being a very tired moon. I gotta apologize uh, before you get going. There's actually three questions in there from very tired moon. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm gonna read these one at a time. That makes sense. What's the mount pet <laughs> mount toy pet transmog that still eludes you? I'm running Old War on two to three characters a week and have completed the legendary three times without seeing Mimron's head. Uh, I, I have Mim's head. Uh, well, I, I, I have been lucky on a lot of things, like um, the mount in the Maw that let you ride in the Maw, like early on, I forget what it's called. But I went down and did the Beast Horns. The first time I did the Beast Horns, bang, mount. So sometimes I'm really lucky, but... Uh, like there was Baron Rivendare's mount. I have run that dungeon like a thousand times without that dropping. I got I that. On, to, yeah. I got that on my fourteenth time through there. In um, Burning Crusade, I was playing a paladin, and I could solo up to Rivendare. I could solo through and kill Rivendare, and I would just do that on repeat for hours, and just not a. I've given up at this point. I'm just no. Fine, okay, I'm not getting my skeleton horse. That's okay. The thing is, is that I get a lot of stuff that I wasn't trying to get. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I mentioned Mim's head. Uh, I got Baron Rivendare's mount the first time it dropped, but this was back when it was like I a, I dropped, you kept yeah. in your bag, and I gave it to someone else. I let them have it. I actually petitioned a GM, and they took it, because I didn't want it, and the other person did. So I don't have it because of that, and that's going back to like 2005. Um, actually, 2004. No, it might have been early 2005 because we 2004. It's like November to December. I don't think I was I was at that level yet. But anyway, 
in terms of stuff that's eluded me, obviously there's a big one that I finally shoulders. got last. Yeah. That my shoulders, which I finally got last expansion. So with that done and out of the way, there isn't anything transmog wise that I'm specifically looking for. And I'm upset when it doesn't drop, like nothing that I'm trying to get that badly. Um, I'm missing the shoulders from tier 20, uh, not the heroic version. I'm not, I'm missing quite a bit of the mythic version, but I'm not trying to get that. Um, I'm missing a few pieces from uh, Antorus, and that's about it. Like, I have cleaned out most of the transmog I was interested in getting. I have run it into the ground. I've, I've completely cleaned out um, Hellfire, the Hellfire Citadel raid. I've, I mean, all, all difficulties. Pretty much everything from Warlords, everything from, from Missa Pandaria, everything from Cataclysm, everything from Wrath. I've got it. I mean, I've even got my Shadow Morn. Uh, so I've I've been lucky in that area. I don't do pet stuff very much. I don't do toy stuff very much. In terms of mounts, of all the mounts that I've ever wanted to get that I have not gotten, it's Adamen. I yeah. have cleared out Karazhan since 2007. That's... I have cleared Karazhan possibly 10,000 times. Like, I have no idea how many times. But once a week for multiple years. Like, you know, it's been been a long time. Never even seen it drop in any group I was ever in. Never seen it drop on a single farm. I've taken multiple characters through in a week sometimes. Never seen it drop. I'm, I'm sure it exists. I know people have got it. Not me. I don't got I, it. So I have two that I'm going to put out there. And one of them is Ataman's Mount. So when Ataman was current content and I was with my former guild, we got it on our first kill. I rolled a 99. I was so excited. I thought I was going to get that horse and I was giddy and giggling. And then this hunter in our guild, who's still a good friend of mine to this day. And you may have mentioned, you heard me mention this name on streams or on the podcast before, but Zabos, if you're listening, I have not forgotten. He rolled a 100 immediately left the group because he thought I was going to find a way to kill him. (laughs) I have never seen it drop since. And I like Matt, I have done it almost every week since it was current content. I can kind of forgive that one. And that's a mount. That's not as important. However, there's a transmog piece that has eluded me since Blackwing Lair. I have never, ever seen the Dragonstalker gauntlets drop. I have run this instance every week since it was current content, and I still do not have the Dragon Stalker gauntlets. It is the only transmog piece from that entire set that I do not have. I have the recolor. I have the black version from the crafted uh, set that came out later. Those I have. But I do not have, and still to this day, while running this thing weekly, have yet to see Dragon Stalker gauntlets drop. I have no idea how this is physically possible because there are three bosses that drop it in that raid. And I have killed them every week since Vanilla WoW. And I still don't have it. Please just give me the dang gauntlets. Please. Everything else I've gotten, every other transmog. I literally just completed the other set the other night with Liz. We did a transmog run. Uh, yep, last yep. week, Tuesday, after we did uh, the podcast recording, we went back and cleared out. Um, uh, why can't I think of the name of it now? 
the last the last raid Hellfire in Citadel. Citadel, thank you. The last raid in, in Warlords of Draenor, and I completed my set. So I was very, very happy about mm-hmm. that. Uh, but yeah, no, Dragonstalker Gauntlets, they just don't exist. At least not for me. I feel it's really like bad they're... because I did that thing your friend did to you to somebody on Mim's head. <laughs> <laughs> like he, he literally rolled a 99 <laughs> and I rolled a hundred and took it. And he was like, you could, he was so like, here's the thing though. In that instance, I had tried to make my guild, give the guild the, the mount to the raid leader. Mm-hmm. Cause he'd worked so hard to get us through. And this was back when you had to zero lights, Mim to, to zero lights, Yog to get the head. Like you, this, it was an automatic drop if you completed this hard mode, but it was only in hard mode. That was the only way to get it. Mm-hmm. And we were the only guild on our server that managed it. And I was like, guys, we know we're never coming back here. Like we did this just to get it done. We're never going to come back here. He's, you know, whoever gets it is going to have it. Why don't we just let him have it? He's the one who put all the work into getting this to happen. And this guy, the one that, that ended up rolling a 99 on it was like, no man, everybody did it. Everyone contributed. And I was like, all right, fine, whatever. But then I was like, oh, I'm going to roll then. And he rolled, he rolled a nine. I was like, yeah, I got the mount. And then I rolled rolled a hundred. And everyone was like, oh, because they knew how much he wanted it. And I took the mount and I tried desperately to get the, the, the raid leader to take it from me. I'm like, no, you should take this. It should be yours. He goes, man, you won the roll. So I ended up with Mim's head. That's why I have it. I didn't even want it. At least I don't even ride it. <laughs> at least, at least yours has some altruistic uh, intention behind it. <laughs> well, yeah, but it was also kind of an f that guy. But fair. <laughs> but again, I would forgive the at- losing Atman's mount if I could just get those. I, I want to swear so badly, folks. You have no idea <laughs> those those ding dang gauntlets. <laughs> but I think we can move on to the next part of the question. <laughs> uh. Okay. Next up, what are you looking forward to most in 915? What do you hope they'll still add? Uh, I've got to say the Covenant stuff. I am so looking forward to being able to switch Covenants on a dime. Like, since the game launched, I've been uh, Kyrian. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that's really the most practical Covenant for a Holy Paladin because the ability gives you a lot of Holy Power really fast and it's a great tool in my healing toolkit, but I know there are a lot of really great Vinthyr paladins, and I see all of these, like, all of the top-end rating paladins are Vinthyr, and I wanted to try it out. And then I think, okay, I could switch covenants, and then I grind up Renown, and then, and then I feel exhausted just thinking about that, and I've never done it. So I'm looking forward to being able to just hot-swap covenants when I want to, and I'll probably go through and try out a bunch of different ones and see how they play. Uh, but mostly Vinthyr. I'd like to see how that plays because it's uh, it can change up your play style a lot, just having that one covenant ability. Yeah, that's a cool one. I don't have an answer yet. I'm thinking about it. So, Joe? <laughs> I was going to say, for me, honestly, the, the thing that's making me the happiest about patch 9.1.5 is the quality of life improvements across the board that Mm -hmm. they're putting in. And I, I generally like those because there are certain things about some of the content that I don't like, um, whether I I've been very vocal about, I like the story of the maw versus the player experience of the maw. Um, and, and I understand that some people really like it. Like I have guildies that absolutely love doing stuff in the maw. I don't understand it, but good for them. But, Adding mounts to the mall made that a little bit more accessible to me. And and there's other like changes that they're looking at doing 
um, that are going to make it a little more accessible and user friendly. And I'll probably enjoy it more than, uh, but little things like that, because I, I, I'm the type of person I like to experience all the content and expansion has to offer. And if something doesn't strike me the right way or, or doesn't live up to the promised expectation and I just don't want to do it anymore, I feel like I missed out on something. And so this, the quality of life improvements that they're putting in make, it easier for me. And it's a totally selfish thing uh, to experience that content that I feel like I've missed out on. So that's what I'm looking forward to the most. As far as what I hope they'll add, honestly, I hope they keep going down the quality of life improvement chart and just kind of ticking off boxes because every time they, they change a little thing to make things easier, more accessible or friendlier for players to catch up, I'm happier. So that's all that's, that's mine. Battle for Azeroth legacy loot on raids. (laughs) That's it. I didn't do I didn't do a fair chunk of Battle for Azeroth stuff because I was in and out of playing. Like I, I completely missed um, the Dazara lore tier of raiding. Uh, I did the first tier. I did uh, the Ashara tier, and then I did the last tier. But I didn't do um, Dazara lore or Crucible of Storms at all. So I would love to be able to go back to those various raids and 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 get like the transmog looks from them. I'd like to go back to raids where I just didn't get the drop I wanted and and farm those. Uh, Old Deer in particular, I want to like really dig into. There's a couple of sword models I want out of that. So yeah, uh, Legacy Loot for Battle for Azeroth. I think if I was going to say a change they should make, just make it so every expansion is Legacy Loot the second the next one comes out. There is no reason to make us wait two expansions for this. It's, why do that? You know, there's there's I, no reason I can think of. Well, I have an idea of why there there might be some of that. I don't know that it's accurate, but... I'm also I'm curious if part of that is a holdover because there was a point in time where previous tier loot in particular trinkets were being used in the next expansion because of effects or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess I'm wondering if part of this is a hangover from fear of some of that rain still. Yeah, I don't think anybody's going to use a, a battle for Azeroth weapon from a raid considering that you get better gear halfway through leveling in Shadowlands. So... Yeah, and maybe trinkets, because trinkets are hard to get and oftentimes won't drop. But I think ratings decay, and especially the new system that they put in in Shadowlands for ratings, means that it's not as important, uh, quite frankly. And I just straight up want them to put it in. That's what I want. Uh, Whether or not it it has problems, I don't care. Because it is dumb. I remember when I was in Legion going through those, those raids because I was trying to finish up Balance of Power because I hadn't quite finished it before uh, Battle for Azeroth came out, and nothing was dropping off multiple bosses. Nothing. Like, I killed four bosses here, and nobody dropped anything. That's just... No. If you're, if you're capable of going in and soloing a raid, you should get gear. I don't care. Just That's my thing. Sure. All right, and I think we have one more part of that question, Liz. <laughs> okay, the last part of the question from Very Tired Moon... What is your favorite snack or beverage while playing the video games? Nutter Butters Diet Root Beer. You guys go. <laughs> That's an interesting combination. I like gummy bears. Like they, they're kind of sweet. They aren't sticky enough. They aren't sticky like they make your fingers sticky. And uh, the only bad part is if you sit here with like a container of gummy bears, you'll just eat gummy bears until you feel ill from eating so much sugar. It's really the only downside. Uh, Imagine telling your childhood self that you, you, as an adult, you can eat all the gummy bears you want, but you won't because it'll make you feel sick. They would be so sad. Yeah, yeah, it is kind of tragic growing up. Yeah, for me, I don't really snack during 
uh, while I'm playing video games, usually because I'm I'm one of those people that like I twitch heal a lot and I heads up heal a lot, which means that I'm using my mouse and my hand to cast my heal all the time. I don't use mouse over macros. I don't use keybinds on my mouse for it. It's all left hand, right hand stuff. So I tend to not snack during or video gaming in general. It's just kind of the way my brain works. Uh, however, I've really grown kind of addicted to um, 7-Eleven have these. It's totally not Gatorade drinks that they have zero versions of and really good flavors that I really like because I'm a sucker for citrus. Um, and so they're like, uh, one of them is like mango orange and it's really, really good. So that's been my go to for a while now because I can cap it. I don't have to worry about my cat knocking it over because she loves to be on my desk when I'm playing video games. Uh, but also I, it's a little bit more flavorful than water. Uh, so yeah, and I've, that's sort of been my go-to. So there you go. If you ever wanted to know. All right. Uh, our next question, unless anybody has anything else to add, uh, comes from Liz, the second or Liz P, uh, question for the blizzard watch podcast. What are your thoughts on them scrubbing Prince Aiden's name from the Diablo two uh, resurrected pre-release backstory lore post? And I will let, Matt, go for that one. Is yeah, go for it, Matt. I'm not tremendously surprised, to be honest. Um, quite frankly, I I wouldn't expect them to put that in there because, for one thing, it's kind of a it's a kind of a major spoiler for the game. Yeah, if you know who the Dark Wanderer was going in, you're not supposed to know what's going on for sure. And and people are going into this. I don't think they want to like have too much going on there, but. I know some people think that it's like, I don't know how to put it. Like some people think it's a problem because they feel like it means that Blizzard is changing the lore. I doubt it. I seriously doubt they're changing the lore. The identity of Aiden is a major plot point in Diablo three. It is. So to, to completely root him out would just, it would make Leah nonsensical and Leah is a whole big part of that, that game. So I don't think it's, I don't think it's anything more than just trying to preserve a little bit of mystery for people playing this for the first time. That's basically all I think it is. I remember back in the olden days of, of buying video games and getting the manual, how many times like a game when you would open it up and you would read the manual and it would spoil the story for you because it made references to things that were in there that you would naturally experience while playing the game. And I'm talking like 80s, 90s ish era right so right around the time when like diablo was coming out they you still shipped with like a manual a book i still have the original one from world of warcraft um where it referenced dwarven mages before dwarven mages could ever be played in game but like it, it, it always fascinated me because like now in the digital age that didn't happen very often and like when's the last time you even purchased a physical game that came with like a manual like an actual like here's how you play cyberpunk the game. 2077 on my uh xbox did it, come with man- a, did it come with it comes a physical with a, manual? It comes with a physical manual, but the physical manual is just a thing that folds into the... It's it's like a couple of sheets of paper, essentially, folded right. up. It's not like the old days. You like when you point it, Yeah, you pointed out the Warcraft 3 manual. The Warcraft 3 manual has been the source of problems for Blizzard ever since they oh, made yeah. the game. Because all of Burning Crusade, they had to cope with the fact that they'd said stuff in the Warcraft 3 manual that now wasn't true. So, yeah. Um I don't think that using the evil returns thing at the end of this, I don't think it's a surprise. I, I just think it is just them. If you'll notice, they just mention the, the paragraph where he'd even get mentioned for one thing, they want to preserve it so that if you played Diablo 
on like say a mage or a rogue, you don't necessarily have to be like, wait, wait a minute, what, that's not how what happened. But they also use the he thing, so they're using he. There, you are basically getting who it is. So I, I just don't think it's a major problem. That's my my thing on it. Yeah, I would tend to agree. All right, so I think that answers that one, Liz. You want to take the next? Yes. Next question is from Riptides. If you could go back to any point in the main timeline for Warcraft to make a single change, where, when would you go? What would you change? And how would the world be different now because of that change? I, I have an answer for this one. I think it's a great answer. I would go back to Burning Crusade, that horde quest where you, like, tell Garrosh to buck up and, like, live up to his role and you're a great guy and you don't have to follow the path your father took. Uh, yeah, I'd just not do that quest. Okay, Garrosh wants to mope about whatever. Stay here and mope. Good on you. Have fun. And uh, yeah, then we could just skip that whole Siege of Orgrimmar thing. We can skip Garrosh's descent into darkness. I would be happy with that. Yeah. No, I'm not going last, man. You go. I really don't... <laughs> I really don't have one, honestly. Like I there are little things that I think maybe you could have they could have made clearer or done a little bit different, maybe, but for the most part, I wouldn't want to really change anything. I think I think where we are is a result of everything that's come beforehand. So I kind of don't want to change anything. And I know it's sort of a non-answer, but honestly, it's where I'm at. Like I think I think the the flaws are there and I like them. Like, I like the idea of looking at, let's say, the cosmology chart, right? And looking at the cosmology chart and now having something in the grimoire that says, this is totally not right. Not because they're, you know, completely invalidating something, not because they're retconning something, quote unquote, but because there is a certain element of humanoid error in the storytelling in WoW. And I like when instead of going back and changing something, they leverage that as part of it, if that makes sense. Like, we're imperfect. We understand things from certain perspectives. We are not the void. We don't see everything. And so when something happens and we get it wrong and we latch on to that as truth and then later on it's proven wrong, it's not because they're fixing something or changing something, although sometimes maybe it is, but it's framed in the 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 element of yeah of course you're going to see it like that because you're limited or because your information is limited or because you listened to a titan and they're not exactly known for telling the truth like there's a million reasons why all those little flaws happen and i like them so legitimately i really wouldn't change change anything i don't think all right matt you didn't have to go first you didn't have to go second so now you're up you go back and kill garona instead of letting her into stormwall Horde loses and is destroyed. There's nobody there for Medivh to convince to go across to Kalimdor. The Legion arrives. They successfully occupy half of Azeroth. They're still here. And that's been World of Warcraft ever since. The inhabitants of Azeroth fighting a desperate last stand, attempting to take back their planet from the Legion. That's what I'd do. Because I'm weird. And I think it would be awesome <laughs> to actually have a storyline where you are trying desperately to reclaim your world and it doesn't happen. And that's the thing about Legion that always kind of bothered me. I, I liked Legion in a lot of ways. I thought it was a 
good expansion with a good story. But at the end of it, I, I, I didn't buy that we were done. The expansion does not end the threat of the Legion. It just kicks the can down the road. Which, yeah, it does. And that's what they always do. And I don't necessarily want them to end the Legion, but I wanted, I honestly felt like if I couldn't make the change I just told you, I would have made a change of they just closed the portal Illidan opened, and that's the end of the expansion. And, the, you know, the Legion's still out there, and they're still going to come back, and we haven't dealt with it. Because it would still be kicking the can down the road, but it would feel less like I went through all of Argus and we still didn't actually finish anything. And quite frankly, I didn't buy that we could win that fight. Yeah. I didn't buy that the forces we brought to Argus were strong enough to actually win it. Like the Legion had practically limitless numbers. It just, it is something that has gotten me ever since. So I'm kind of stuck on that. It would be one of those two things. It would either be, the Legion is still on Azeroth right now. And it would be really hilarious. It's like, if you get rid of the Horde and the Legion invades and there's no Horde army in Kalimdor, does the Horde take over the Eastern Kingdoms and everybody just runs to Kalimdor? Do we end up with everybody living in Kalimdor? Uh, do we end up with like some kind of super alliance that's everybody? Um, are there the few remaining orcs being ported in from Draenor as troops for the Legion? Like, Is there any chance for them to escape their fate? What happened to that baby Thrall? But does sense, you know, does, I, there's there's a lot to this that I, that I think you could play around with, but it would be a very different game. Yeah, and it I'm starting I'm starting to wonder what that means created. for the scourge too. Yeah, would they even exist? Would they have to exist? Like, there's there's a lot going on there. You, there would be a lot of changes. Honestly, this is the thing that disappointed me the most about Worlds of Draenor was that they seemed completely afraid to tug on that thread that they just they'd kind of already tugged on. You know what I mean? Like they'd opened up the door to everything could be slightly different. And it's like, okay, is there an, is there an Azeroth connected to this world that they never went to invade because they're busy invading our Azeroth? I mean, technically like, is, we haven't it, dealt with the infinite dragon flight yet. They could still do this if they really wanted to. Yeah. So that's the kind of thing I'd be interested in doing. All right. Liz, you had anything to add to that? No. All right. All I mean, right. that's a really cool idea. Agreed. All right, our next question comes from our dear friend, Roxy. Hello, Roxy. Uh, for the podcast, it is I, Roxy, Goblin Shaman from Hydeville, U.S. I was watching a documentary on LuLaRoe, a woman's clothing company often accused of being a pyramid scheme, uh, available on various streaming platforms. Uh, one of the commenters mentioned that pyramid schemes sell you that everything is possible, therefore nothing must be true. Is the void a pyramid scheme? These Twilight Hammers people keep telling me if I recruit 10 more cultists, I can go to the next level. Thanks. Why am I suddenly getting, uh, like, flashbacks of Pierce from Community and his, like, weird religion that, like, he has to level up in order to live forever? <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's an interesting concept because we still, like, we know kind of what the Void wants. But maybe it is a pyramid scheme. I don't know. Maybe they're selling them on the idea of, like, hey, listen... We understand we want nothing to exist, but I'll tell you what. You help us get to the point where nothing exists, and then we'll make sure you still exist. How's that sound? But you got to get everything uh, in order. You got you got to get 20 people on board, and those 20 people got to get 20 people on board each. You got to keep moving up, and then eventually we can make you, maybe we'll make you a void lord. How's that sound? I, I don't know. Um, entirely possible. What do you guys think? I mean, I think that to a degree, what, you're, what, the, what she's talking about is not necessarily a pyramid scheme in of itself, but a multi-level <laughs> marketing scheme which is a, it's a kind of pyramid scheme, but it is not every kind of pyramid scheme. 
Uh, I don't think multi-level marketing works here because there's no, ultimately the thing that happens to you as an investor in the old gods is that you go insane in a very non-insane way. It's not like, I wish they'd use a different word, quite frankly. We imported it from Lovecraft, but it's not sanity that's the issue. It's not that people go crazy. It's not a mental disorder. It's a complete warping of your worldview. It's the inability to, the idea that, that, you know, everything is, you know, everything is true, thus nothing is true sort of thing. Everything is possible, nothing is true, or everything is true, so, you know, nothing is forbidden sort of ideas, is they ultimately, they basically derive on the concept of abandoning your perspective. And without perspective, you have no way to gauge the severity or even the effect of your own actions. Once you don't have a place to stand, you know, mentally, and you don't have a, a anything you consider important or moral. You don't you don't have any mores and you don't have any ethics because you don't know what, what's real. You you have no concept of what's actually going on or any way to judge what's going on. You can't tell a hawk from a handshaw, you know, is the old phrase. That's the thing about it that I always find interesting. Is, is it a pyramid scheme? I think it might be in the strict definition of, you know, go out there and get 10 people and those 10 people each get 10 people and so on until everybody on Azeroth is like, you know, yay, shadow and void. Um, as far as that's concerned, yeah, that's that's a pretty good description of it. But I think in general, what what's really going on with the old gods is that they're not a movement and they're not an organized religion. They are, their whole purpose is to is to create in you a sense of inability to judge to to take away from you perspective to take you know you can't have a viewpoint and serve the old gods because if you have a viewpoint there will be things that you consider right and things that you consider wrong and that's antithetical to what their ultimate goal is they want you to be willing to do anything to be able to do anything to have no compunctions about doing anything whatever it is it is it's an alien worldview which i think is the fascinating thing about it um so yeah, kind of a pyramid scheme, but certainly doesn't really have the, uh, most pyramid schemes are basically just about the person that started that gets people funneling money at them. And the ultimate goal of it is just to keep funneling more money. It's basically capitalism <laughs> uh, up front. I'll just tell you guys, that's what capitalism is. Capitalism is a pyramid scheme. You'll notice that you know shareholder controlled companies only grow and they can never not grow. Like if you had a company that was like owned by shareholders and it, it returned like a, a, the same return on its investment constantly, it didn't get much bigger, but it didn't get much smaller and it just existed. This would be considered a failure. And that's kind of what pyramid schemes are all about. You, you can't stop because if you stop, the fact that there's actually nothing there would become exposed. And I mean, there's a, can you, can you make the argument that that's the case in the old gods? I don't know. Because the old gods kind of are upfront about the fact that nothing there. They sort of want you to know nothing's there and nothing is where we're going. Get in losers. We're going nowhere. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I think that I hope that answers your question. But yeah, it's. Well, Liz didn't get to answer it. Oh, sorry. Well, I don't know if I have an answer. Uh, I mean, I would ask, we have multiple old gods and they seem to have different goals and they don't see, they explicitly don't seem to cooperate with each other. They seem kind of competitive with each other. So is there one goal of the void that we're working towards that the old gods want us to work towards? Like, don't you kind of have to have an end goal here to have a pyramid scheme leading up to it? 
you know, you're making me wonder if what we have here are a relative, like a war between various kinds of pyramid scheme. <laughs> yeah, maybe. That is a really good point. All right. And so that else? is, that's our serious answer to a not so serious question, I think. I mean, I'm all for it because I like these types of questions. Please keep sending them to us, please. But I think you're up for the next one there. Uh, so Stoppable Horse asked, can it be 915 now? That's my question. No. Um, yeah, I think the answer is just a straight no. Sorry. Uh, stop. Uh, stop is one of our one of our guildies uh, for Liz and myself, and he he asked this question during raid, and I responded. I don't think anybody heard me. It was probably for the best, but I'm gonna do it now because I think it's hilarious. Uh, also because the person who did it is awful, but not because of that. Uh, but when he mentioned this, when he said this, for whatever reason, I thought of the Morrissey song. And the Smiths, like, how soon is now? And that song just started playing in my head. Like, <laughs> so, yeah, thanks. Thanks for that stop. <laughs> What's the worst part is when you mention how soon is now, immediately my brain goes, what is love? <laughs> like, oh, what is brain? <laughs> Our brains are a dangerous I, place. Is that really his fault, though? Yes, 100%. Yeah, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I am absolutely blaming him for that. You heard me stop. You heard me. I, you know what you did. Um, but yeah, I don't think there's really much to add to that. I think we all just want 9.1.5. So hopefully and soon. I think we're probably six to eight weeks out still. Yeah, give or Maybe take. Six. Yeah. Well, I think eight is, so. is, I think eight weeks out is being nice and being optimistic. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Uh, so yeah, if you consider now to be eight weeks from now, then yes. Otherwise, no. And I think we have time for one more before we have to call it good for today. And I think you should skip that the no. last one as part of the main email. Why? Come on. I never get to do this. All right, fine. Go ahead. <laughs> this is one of those rare moments, folks, where somebody asks a question and it is specifically for me. So thank you. <laughs> um, this is from <laughs> Wilfred Brimley. Um, apparently the ghost of Wilfred Brimley. Uh, are you... Are there Lady Tuscar? If not, how do they make baby Tuscar? I know Joe wants playable Tuscar, so I thought I'd ask. So, canonically, yes, there is female Tuscar. Here's the fun bit. This is, and I say fun in quotes, they went the dwarf route with them. And what I mean by the dwarf route is in the old, like, days of, like, dwarven, like, fantasy writing, all dwarves had beards. Male, female, didn't matter. They had beards. That was just how it was. Tuscar are the same thing but with mustaches <laughs> legitimately <laughs> canonically in game. They all have mustaches. So you have no idea if you're dealing with a male or a female Tuscar. You see, but here's the thing. Walrus females don't have big tusks like male walruses do. They have tusks, but they're not nearly as big. So not only do lady Tuscars have mustaches like female, tu- like male Tuscar, they, have they tusks. also have giant tusks like male. Yeah. Tuscar. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm here for it. I'm. I'm just. I, I needed to answer this question because it was about Tuscar. I'm sorry. I still want playable Tuscar. This is my. This is my joy moment. <laughs> uh, I feel like we've got time for one more. We question. do. We absolutely do. So go ahead, Liz. <laughs> uh, oh. Okay. Uh, Jack Study asked if a full-on fix Azeroth ex- expansion isn't in the cards. Do you think it's time for a refresh of all the random NPCs in Stormwind or elsewhere to update the passing of time? A second or third generation can get shuffled into the mix. What regular folks NPCs 
would you like to see revisited? I really like this idea because one thing uh, MMOs are kind of bad at is the world is static. For all they keep adding content, the world is really static. And that does get kind of boring. You go back to Stormwind and it's always Stormwind. You go back to Orgrimmar, it's always Orgrimmar. You go back to Shatrath City, it's always Shatrath City. I mean, nothing, it's, everything is frozen in time and you don't get the sense of progression. But I don't know how, I don't really know how you can do that. Like, do you just add new, do you add new NPCs? Is it something phased? I don't know. I would say, I would just add some new NPCs and update the dialogue on some of the older ones. Like, there was that, I, I know that she ended up having, like, undead kids and she's in one of the novels, but the lady used to wander around Stormwind complaining that her farm got destroyed, you know, mm-hmm. just, just update her dialogue. So she's like, my undead sons are all dead. I mean, you know, just dead, or, I guess dead or I don't know, just move, move some things along. Like, you know, there's a funny one that's in Stormwind as well. When you go into the uh, cathedral and you ask where Archbishop Benedictus is and they're like, oh, he's off on some mission. <laughs> You're like, didn't he turn evil and attack the Alliance? That sounds ridiculous. That would never happen. So it's like Archbishop Benedictus has been missing for like 10 years at this point, guys. I think you should give up and maybe get a new Archbishop. Just my opinion. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think that that's, that kind of thing would be cool. Um, for some, it would be very hard. Like, for instance, the the NPCs who wander around um, Undercity and, and Teledrassil Darnassus mm-hmm. going to have a hard time updating their dialogue. Um, and I also say, I think at this point, we do need to actually do something like say... Where are the un- the Forsaken living or not living? They're not doing any living, but where are they putting their stuff if they have any stuff? Where do they like lie down and like look up at the ceiling and go, yeah, I don't sleep anymore, right? Where are they? And I'm not just saying, I'm sure they have an answer. I think we've talked about that it, it, it's Anderhall or whatever, mm-hmm. but do that. Have some NPCs in Orgrimmar going, so how are the Forsaken doing in Anderhall now? Well, they haven't all moved in yet. We still got some in the, in, in the uh, under, under underside of Orgrimmar, but it's going well. And, you know, when you go up to Hyjal to, like, go farm uh, Firelands for some Transmog gear, there should be more Night Elves wandering around, and, like, there'd be, like, a Sentinel going, how is, have our people complete, completed the transfer here to Hyjal? No, more is still coming every day. That kind of thing would be great. And it doesn't take a lot of time. You know, I, I think that would definitely be a cool thing to do. Honestly, I and think. It depends. Oh, go ahead. Go on, Joe. I was no, just... you, you haven't talked yet. I was just going to say, like, I kind of hope that they do. And with we've talked about it before with them making changes to a lot of aspects of the game. And if you haven't read on the site, like we, we have articles up about it. We've talked about it on the podcast here. Um, honestly, visit our site. Listen to our podcast, please. Um this is a really good opportunity for them to start looking at that type of, um, we've been talking about a lot in staff chat as well, where, you know, they're updating photos and pictures and, uh, you know, either renaming or removing NPCs based off of the current events, but maybe they do a more wider sweep and start updating things, make people older, uh, make them react to things that have happened since, you know, their lines were current um, Matt and I used to talk, or we do talk about on Lorewatch a lot about, you know, what does the common people think of what's going on everywhere? Because we often forget about that. But having stuff like this, like updated to sort of take into account, like, yeah, the sky opened up and a whole bunch of demons came down on ships. That was weird, wasn't it? Yeah, that was really weird. They ate all my, they they took all all my pumpkins. They took my they took my hogs. Yeah, strange. Like, having I'm sorry, st- but I'm loving the idea. They took all my pumpkins. 
it, it always just a bunch, of, a bunch of demons in a pumpkin patch going, you know what's the best part about this is? Pumpkins. Boo, I love when we invade Azeroth. You know, you're right. You're right, Jackathrax. These pumpkins, let's carve them into shapes. That would be so cool. You know, I don't know why, but this is great for me. Listen, we, if we've established anything last week over our podcast is that it always comes down to pumpkins. But honestly, like, yeah, seriously, like have stuff updated occasionally. And I understand that it's a huge undertaking, but even if it's a voice line or a throwaway or even if it's not recorded, if it's just dialogue text or something to acknowledge that time has passed. I like that idea. I like the idea of having time move. What were you going to say, Liz? Do like, like a mini cataclysm every time. You know, Cataclysm went and did that huge refresh of the old world. You don't need to do a huge refresh of the old world, but you could, you know, add a few things and, you know, change a few things and destroy some pumpkin farms. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but just, like, sometimes you can do a lot with a little. I mean... You don't have to totally remake the game, but you could make it seem a lot more vibrant and lively and changing if, like, every expansion or even every patch you, like, change just a little bit of dialogue, particularly in the big cities where we all congregate. If you kind of took things up, even just a little bit, it would be cool. Anybody seen The King lately? No, I have no idea where he is. <laughs> didn't, didn't a big flying person snagging with change from the sky. That's ridiculous. We would know if that happened, (laughs) but yeah, I think that pretty much wraps us up for this, their podcast. Uh, We didn't say this at the beginning, so I'll say it now. If you've got a question for the podcast, uh, please send it to podcast at blizzardwatch.com. If you want to send an email, just put in podcast or blizzard watch. So we know it's for the show. And if you'd rather use our discord, we've got the uh, patron queue and podcast questions channel, which a lot of these came from or the Q questions channel. Uh, you can ask questions there. If you're a patron, obviously use the patron one because we look at that one first. Um, yeah. Uh, thank you guys very much for the questions that we could get to answer. And thanks to Joe and Liz for being here on the podcast, because if they're not here, it's just me talking for an hour. And <laughs> I mean, I could do it, but I don't think anybody would want to hear it. Uh, so yeah. Um, Joe, you usually do a wrap up thing, right? I am. And just to remind all the folks out there, Blizzard Watch is made possible due to the generous contributions at patreon.com slash Blizzard Watch. Your continued support means this podcast site and community is able to thrive and grow. Blizzard Watch supporters enjoy exclusive benefits like early access to the podcast, a better chance at having your question answered on our podcast or the queue, and an ad-free site experience. Yeah. Thank you, Joe. And Thank you guys for being here and thank you, Liz, for uh, getting us some of the questions that we got because we kind of had to put this together really fast. Thank you all. Um, This has been the Blizzard Watch Podcast and we'll be back next week.